the eleventh chapter of Hilchotain Venitin, the laws of a plaintiff and defendant regarding financial disputes. But this paddock begins a section from now until the end of Hilchotain Venitin, we have a total of six prokim dealing with financial disputes regarding land, and who has the chazaka, the assumed ownership of this field, should there be no other proofs. Padakachadasr, the eleventh chapter, this paddock contains ten halachas. Any land which is known to have a previous owner, even though they are presently in someone else's possession, nevertheless they are still under the assumed ownership of the original owner. This is in contrast with the previous prakim. We have been learning about metaltalin, movable objects, that whoever is presently holding the object is assumed to be the owner. Land, once we know that there was a previous owner, he is assumed to be the owner now, even though someone else might be in, uh, living on this land and utilizing it. Ketzad, how is this? Ruben shahayim mishtamish pachotzer. Reuven, who was using a courtyard, in a way that everyone uses their their courtyard. For example, He lives in it, rents it out to other people, he builds there and he, and he breaks it down, he does whatever he wants there. However, Later, along comes Shimon with a claim against him. He tells Reuven, this courtyard which you are using is really mine. I just rented it to you or lent it to you. I, I agree, says Reuven, that it was yours. However, but you sold it to me or he claims that you gave it to me as a gift. And over here we have no other proofs available. We only have these two claims which each enters against the other. If there are no witnesses for Shimon that this field previously belonged to him, Reuben, the one presently on the, on the courtyard, takes a rabbinic oath that it was sold to him or given to him and he is able to stay in the field. This that we said earlier in, Pede, in the beginning of Pedekei of Tayyim Venitin, that disputes regarding land are excluded specifically by the Pasik from an oath is only according to the Rambam according to a by a biblical oath but a Shavuot is a rabbinic oath can be applied therefore Reuben takes this rabbinic oath and is able to keep the land this is only however if Shimon cannot prove that he was ever owner of this field but if Shimon can bring witnesses that this courtyard once belonged to him Shimon this is in the presumed ownership of Shimon. The court tells Reuven, We tell Reuven, bring a proof that it was sold or given to you, and if he does not bring a proof, we take him away from the field and return it to Shimon. And even should Reuven not agree that it ever belonged to Shimon, Reuven claims he bought it from someone else. Nevertheless, we don't need Reuben to even agree to that. There are witnesses to Shimon that the field once belonged to him. In the beginning of Paddock Tess, in the case of an Uman, a craftsman, the Rabbah differentiates in a case where the craftsman at least admits that it once belonged to this person, as far as the Migoy is concerned. However, over here, since there are witnesses, it doesn't matter. In the case of land, 
Even without Reuben admitting that it ever belonged to Shimon, Shimon is believed should he have witnesses that it once belonged to him. Halacha base. Now here the Rambam gives a very basic general principle that we find throughout the Gemara about three times, in this case three years, being a Chazaka. When does this previous law apply? That we make Shimon bring a proof or otherwise leave the field. If he has only been using this land for a... He has not been using it for a long period of time. He's only using it for a short period of time. A long period being defined as three years. But if Reuben can bring witnesses that he was consuming the fruit of this of this land for three consecutive years, and he was benefiting from the land in, in the same way as any person would benefit from his own land. In this case, he is considered to have the Chazaka, as the Rambam will say. However, This is only if it was possible for the original owners to know that he has grabbed this field, and in spite of the fact that they should have known, or they did know, they did not object and enter a Machah. Should they enter a Machah, a protest, then Reuben's three years will be worthless. But should they have known about it, and they did not enter a Machah, Mamidin Isa Biyach Reuben, Reuben gets to keep the field, the Yishvar Reuben Heses, Shemachra Leishimen or Nosnaloi. And Reuben takes a rabbinic oath that Shimon sold it to him or gave it to him, Viyifter, and then he is exempt from any further interaction. What is the explanation for this? Why should after three years we believe Reuben instead of Shimon? If we say, that land is always in the in the presumed ownership, the chazaka of the original owner. Because we tell Shimon as follows: If the truth is that you didn't sell it or give it to him, how could it be that that you allow this person to use your land year after year, and you know you have no proof, you have no document that you rented it to him, and you have no document that he was holding it as a mashkan, as security for him alone, and nevertheless you don't object, you don't make an announcement that the field really belongs to you. How could this be? He's using it year after year. Let's say Ton Omar, let's say Shimon makes the claim that the reason he didn't object, because I didn't even hear about it, because I was in a foreign land. In this case, the court tells him, it's impossible that in three years, even if you're in a foreign country, you wouldn't hear about it. And since you knew about it, we assume you knew about it within three years, you should have entered a protest in the, in the presence of witnesses. And you should notify them that such and such a person stole your land, that tomorrow you're going to bring them to judgment. Meaning, as soon as possible, you're going to claim the land back. And since you did not object, and we assume that you knew about it, you caused yourself the law through not entering the protest. And therefore, since the basis of this whole law is that Shimon, the original owner, knew that Reuben was using his field, if there was a war and the 
the transportation was impaired. Between the place Reuben was in the field and the place Shimon was far away. Even if Reuben is there for ten years, and since it, there was difficulties in transportation, and Shimon didn't even know about it. We take the field away from Reuben and return it to Shimon. Since Shimon is able to say, I didn't know he was using my land. And in this case, it's a plausible reason. Normally, we assume he would know within three years. But in this case, since transportation was impaired, it is a plausible claim and we believe him. Halacha Gimel. Let's say Reuben brings witnesses that Shimon comes once a year to this field and he stays in it for 30 days or less than 30 days. Is this sufficient to tell us that Reuben, excuse me, that Shimon is still keeping his connection with the field? No, Shimon must say so explicitly, says Rambam. We tell Shimon, Why did you not enter a protest when you came to the field? Or they came to this land? You saw Reuven there. Why didn't you make an objection when you saw him living there? You have lost your merit, your, your right to this field through not entering an objection. Let's say, Tan Shimon Va'amr Torah Do'isi Bashuk. Shimon counterclaims that I was very busy in the marketplace. I was busy buying and selling. That's why I came to this area, to buy and sell merchandise. And since I was so busy, I didn't even know that this person was in my courtyard. I didn't notice or I didn't, I didn't encounter him. This is a possibility that for 30 consecutive days a person will be busy in the market. If, however, he is there more than 30 days and does not enter a protest, he then loses any right to the field. It appears to me, says the Rambam, that this law only applies in villages where people are very, very busy with the markets that only in, in villages is this the case. In larger cities, it is not, and therefore there is no such claim that for 30 days he was busy in the shuk. In this halacha, the Rambam gives the general explanation for this entire law of the Chazak of three years. What is the reasoning behind it? And why is it that we don't tell Reuven like this? If the truth is like you say, that it was sold or given to you, why were you not careful about your document? You bought it, you have a document that you bought it or that it was given to you. Why didn't you keep it? Why is it you have no proof? Because it is not the nature of a person to guard such a document his entire life. The presumption is that a person is only careful with such a document for three years. And if he sees after three years that no one is protesting and no one is bothering him, then he doesn't care about the document after that. Therefore, if after three years a claim is entered, entered against him, it is not considered to be a weakness on his part that he has no document. He is not expected to keep it for such a long period of time. Now that we know that the reason Reuben is not expected to hold on to his document is because he sees no one has entered a protest within three years, this enters another question, which the Rambam explains in the next halacha. Halacha hey. 
Let's say Shimon enters a protest in a foreign land, that it reaches him in the foreign land, as we mentioned in the Halacha base, that he should have entered a protest where he is, that the field belongs to him. If he does that, why could Reuben not enter a claim by Yemer and say, that I never heard that you made a protest in order that I should be careful and guard my documents. Since the whole, the whole reason I don't need the documents because I didn't hear about it. Then what good is your macha, your protest, if you did it in a foreign land? I still didn't hear about it. And since you made it so far away, I should not be punished or penalized since I didn't hold on to my document. So the answer for this that Amram explains is that really the person did hear about it. Reuben did hear even though it was in a foreign country. Because we tell Reuben as follows. That your friend has another friend and this friend has another friend. And the assumption is that this matter somehow got back to you. That the person over there that heard the, the macha from Shimon, he has a friend and he has a friend and eventually such news filters down. And we therefore assume that you knew that there was such a protest entered. And since you therefore knew that he protested against you within these three years, then therefore, if the truth is that you had a document and you weren't careful with it, you caused yourself the loss. You should have held on to it, knowing, as we assume you do, that he entered a protest even in this foreign country. This, therefore, with this whole explanation, we have an important law which comes out of it. Therefore, if Shimon entered a macha, a protest, in front of witnesses, but he added an important statement, he told them, don't allow this to go out of your mouth. In other words, don't tell anyone that I made this macha. This is not a macha, it's not a legal protest. The whole purpose of the protest is that it should reach the person that's sitting there in the field. At least that's part of the protest, and he should be, therefore be able to guard his document. If he tells the witnesses that don't tell anyone about it, what kind of macha is this? This is not a protest. But if the witnesses themselves decided to stay, that we are not going to speak about this. This is also considered to be a protest, a legal one. An interesting principle, something that a person was not commanded about, he says without even having conscious intention for it. So the witnesses decide they're not going to speak about it. But still, they'll let it slip out in conversation unknowingly without any kavana. If they were told explicitly not to, t- not to say it, then it, sh- it would not s- slip out. This they, this they have strict control since they've been forbidden forbidden from speaking about it. However, if they themselves decide, then this is something which should slip out. And so too, if he commanded the witnesses telling them, I'll tell you to you who, that don't tell him about it, don't tell Reuben. Or if the witnesses themselves say that they are not going to notify Reuben. This is a valid objection, a valid protest. Why? If they were instructed not to tell Reuben, because even if they don't tell Reuben himself, they did tell other people. And this will eventually come to reach his ears, he will eventually find out about it since some people were told about it. How exactly is this protest made? He says in front of two witnesses, 
This person who is, who is utilizing my courtyard or my field is a thief. And in the future, I am going to bring him to court. I am going to enter a judgment against him. And so too, if, if he says to these two witnesses, that I rented it to him, or it's a mashkin, it was a deposit left with him, security deposit. And should he later on claim that I sold it or gave it to him, I'm going to bring him to judgment. This is also sufficient. So to any similar case. This is a valid objection, a valid protest. Even though the protest was not made in the same land where this person is grabbing it. As we mentioned previously in Allah Chahay and earlier. If, however, the owner only says that this person who is utilizing my courtyard is a thief, and he does not conclude with what the Rambam says that I am going to bring him to the court, he should only say that he is a gazlin, this is not a valid protest. Shari Reuven, Eimer, Reuven can always say, When I heard that he said this, Reuven can say, I thought he was just insulting me, he was just cursing me. Therefore, I didn't think of guarding my document, that I just thought he was entering this as an insult to me, to shame me, and therefore I didn't worry about holding my document. Halacha Ches. A protest entered in front of two witnesses is sufficient to be a valid machah. Elsewhere, in the Gemara, it mentions a machlekes, a disagreement, whether two or three are necessary, and the psakalach is that two are sufficient. But Kesvin, furthermore, we even write a document to the effect that a protest was made. Even though he did not tell these witnesses that they are supposed to write. In many other cases, the, the, the party and to the shtar must explicitly instruct the witnesses to, to write. Over here, even if he didn't instruct them, they are still allowed to write. Once he has entered his protest in the first year, then he, they don't have to, the original owner doesn't have to enter a new protest every single year. However, he must ensure that there's not a three-year time period, three complete years between one macha and the other. And therefore, it is required for a landover to object and enter a protest at the end of every three years, meaning at before the three years have expired. If he entered an objection, and then it sat for three years without him entering another macha, and then only after these three years he made a macha, ain't a macha, it's not a valid protest that since three years lapsed in between, the one that is presently in charge of the field could always say that I didn't bother to hold on to my document. Therefore, there must be within each three-year period uh, another machah, another protest which is made. The last two halachas of the parak will deal with cases where there is not a chazaka of three years on the hands of the muhzak, the one who is now holding the field. On the other hand, there was no there was no machah, no protest on the hands of the original owner. But external circumstances indicate to us who the field really belongs to. Halachates. Hey, Ruben. Ruben, who is the one that is presently in the field, brings Adim witnesses, Shazesh, Shimon, Baal Hasadek, Kavatz, Peres, Sodezu, Benosnam, Lay. That Shimon, who owns the field, that previously owned the field at least, 
collected fruit from the field and gave it to him. This fact that Shimon collected fruit from the field and gave it to Reuben seems to indicate that Reuben is the owner. And therefore, Tom made Hassan to be Yad Reuben. We give the field in judgment to Reuben. And even if his claim is that Shimon sold it or gave it to him today, this is a good enough claim that it was... that. It since he has this external proof that even if he does not claim he had it for three years, he claims it was just given or bought by him today, nevertheless the field belongs to him. Because if it really was not sold or given to him, Shimon would not be serving Reuben in this field and giving him the fruit. It must be that he sold or gave the field to him. Why else would he be giving Reuben the fruit if the field did not belong to Reuben? Therefore, we have this external proof that the field belongs to Reuben and therefore we deem it to him. However, the final Allah, the Parak, Allah, Yud, Tan Shimon, Ba'amr, Emes, Hayyad, Dover. Shimon counterclaimed and says, The truth is that I did go into the field and I did give him fruit. The truth is, I went down there to collect the fruit, and it belongs to him. But it's only the fruit that belongs to him. But I never sold him the field itself, the, the goof, the body, the field itself. I only sold him the right to the fruits. Therefore, I went to help him collect the fruit, because this I did sell to him, but not the field itself. With this claim, Shimon is believed, and the field is returned to him. Elim Cain, unless we have some other proof that it belongs to Reuven, such as, as we mentioned in the beginning of the Pedic, Achla Reuven, Bafanam Shalishonim, Belom Michabot. As Reuven consumed the fruit of the field for three years, was utilizing the field for three consecutive years, and Shimon did not enter any machah, any protest. Kamoshabiyarnu, as we mentioned in the beginning of the Pedic. Then, even though Shimon has an explanation as to why he helped collect the fruit and give it to Reuven, nevertheless, that just is an answer to why he was collecting the fruit. It does not overrule our chazaka of three years, that if Reuben was using it for three years without any protest, this is sufficient proof that the field belongs to him.